Welcome to the Reaching New Heights podcast. I'm Megan Gallagher, author, speaker, and mental health advocate. Each week, I'll be sitting down with a new guest. We'll dive into their life story and we'll get to see how. Hi, everyone. Thanks so much for tuning into the Reaching New Heights podcast with me, Megan Gallagher. Today, we have such a special guest on the show. She is a badass model, athlete, and health and fitness influencer. She also has played soccer and track and field at UCLA. And during her time on the UCLA women's soccer team in 2013, she scored the goal at the NCAA championship games that made UCLA win. Please help me in giving a warm welcome to Miss Allie Courtnall. Oh my gosh, what an intro. My goodness. <laughs> Hi, you guys. Oh my god. So excited to be here. Thank you so much for coming. I am so excited to talk to you today. And your story and everything you've accomplished at such a young age is so remarkable. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you. I mean, I really appreciate that. And I mean, just like being an athlete my whole life and, you know, looking back and like seeing all the accomplishments, accomplishments and everything. I mean, it's, it's kind of crazy to think about, but I mean, it's, it's pretty cool hearing it when you say it like that. I'm like, Oh, that's pretty cool. Yes. Oh my gosh. I love that. So first question I want to ask you is just, where did your main inspirations come from for sports and how did you get to where you are growing up where did you grow up in a sports and fitness family or was there one moment that made you love soccer or just being active or track and field specifically I mean I would have to definitely say my dad is my inspiration as far as sports goes. He played in the NHL for 16 years so I grew up in a very athletic family. My uncle played for 17 years in the NHL. My mom was a dancer. My grandpa played in the NHL so fitness is and like sports has definitely been my family's thing so I think I kind of just got immersed into it right away as a kid. I always wanted to play sports and I just saw all of my dad's like, cause my dad went to the Olympics. I saw all of his jerseys oh and you know, his everything to do with the Olympics. And I think from the get go, I was like, I want to be an athlete. I want to be just like him. I want to represent Canada cause we're Canadian as well. So I was like, Oh, I want to represent Canada like he did. So I think from the jump that always was my motivation just to be like my dad. Wow. That's, so cool. Your family sounds <laughs> so cool. And I would also love to know, growing up as an athlete, did you ever struggle with any type of anxiety or insecurity? And being an athlete your whole entire life, do you feel that you've had to kind of adapt a certain mindset to like get in the zone or to just push past any worried negative thoughts or did you just have an epiphany one day of oh my gosh I you know what was like your journey with kind of mental health for me I definitely have struggled with it quite a bit especially at a young age I, I don't think I probably knew what it was at such a young age now looking back I'm like okay yeah I was definitely struggling with this um, just being on in a team environment, you don't get to choose your teammates. You don't get to choose your coach. And 
there's a lot of politics that go into team sports. So I think my journey has always been a little bit harder. I didn't just like make the team the first time. Like I would, I would get, I would fail because I was too small or too this or, so I think my journey has always been kind of complicated and had a lot of challenges and I've had to go above and beyond to reach success versus, you know, like there's always the people that try the first time and they mm-hmm. get it. And that's never been me from the jump. And I think that's played with my anxiety and my depression quite a bit because when people are telling you that you can't and you want it so bad, you're, you, right. you know, you're just so hard on yourself. And especially at a young age when someone's saying like, you're not good enough or you know, this person's better than you. It's like, it's a really tough pill to swallow. So, I mean, and it went even into high school and, um, with the U S women's national team, I remember I got called into my first camp at the U 16s and I was so excited, you know, I felt so good about myself and I got there and, you know, we had to do all of these tests, like all these skill challenges. And, you know, some of these girls had been in this camp since they were like 12, 13 years old. Right. My first one. Yeah. And so they knew exactly what to do. And I was probably at the bottom of the list at all of these challenges, except for like speed. Because I was oh always my gosh. Yeah. I just thought, and they, and you know what they did is they printed it out and they put it on a board for everybody to look at. So you knew exactly. Oh no. Where yeah. And so those types of things really played with my mental health and I really had to push through. And oh my gosh. I, I feel like if it wasn't for like my club soccer coach telling me that I was good enough and my parents and just like having that support system mm-hmm. that I really, really trusted, I don't think that I would have even gotten to college and because I did quit in high school. I quit soccer when I was committed to UCLA because I just was so over it. I stopped showing up. I just, you know, I, I really wasn't into it as much anymore mentally. Um, I actually quit again in college, Mm -hmm. um, before we won our national championship. It was, Oh my gosh. I quit the team. I couldn't stand the coach because politics once again played into who played and who didn't. And I was not playing, even though I was far better than someone, but you know, they were on this national team. So they got right. That. Um, and I quit and then a new coach came in. Yeah. Completely different mentality. Didn't play into the politics and asked for me to come back. And, you know, I feel like that was such a turning point for me. And I went through this whole battle of depression. And then I finally had someone that was like, I believe in you. And I know wow. you can do this. And I came back. Played, probably played the best soccer I've ever played in my life. And we won that national championship that year, which was pretty crazy. That's so just crazy because, and you made so many good points of, you know, for me, especially I didn't, I never played sports at that level, but for me, you know, looking at it, I'm like, oh my gosh, she's so talented. You, There's so many parts that people don't see that go into it. And especially yeah. just I can't imagine, you know, you're five years old, you're 10, you're 12, and you're, you are so passionate about it. And just one coach's opinion or one person like just, oh, well, you should be more like her Mm -hmm. or, you know, "Mm, you did good that time, but this, it's just, it messes with your like confidence. Yeah, it really does. And like you, you could be at the best player, like I have friends who, you know, they're still playing, they're on the U S women's national team, stuff like that. And they're still dealing with stuff like that. And they're at the 
top level and there's, you know, people, it doesn't even matter. I mean, even Eric, like with football there, you know, politics still plays into things like, and there's certain guys that are frustrated and they're, and they're at the highest level. They're where every player wants to be. And they're still dealing with anxiety and things like that because of, you know, still being told that they're not good enough, even though that they're there and they've clearly proven themselves to be the best of the best. Like it just, it happens at every single level, no matter where you're at. And that's, I feel like I'm having the biggest epiphany because people literally don't think that if you're not in the sports world and you're just a fan watch, I mean, unless you're like really educated, but for me, I would never think that, you know, once you've made it to the top, you still struggle with like a coach or just because to me, it's like, oh my gosh, that person's made it. Their life is like glamorous and, but there's just, they're still a human being. And no, they really are. And, and also sometimes it doesn't even have to be a coach. It's really just you and like that, those inner thoughts in your head telling you that you're not good enough or you made a mistake and you're just being harder on yourself than you should be. I mean, I see it all the time with people like they're like, they're the ones that are holding them back from like the true success because they're not allowing themselves to really be like, you know what? I'm, I'm a freaking badass. Like I'm actually really good. It's like yes. people are afraid to talk themselves up. And I always tell, I always tell my friends, I'm like, you're bad as why don't you every morning just look in the mirror and just say some nice things to yourself until you start believing it. Yes. Oh no my gosh. going to do that for you. No. And it's, I love that because I know I personally struggle. Like I'm a motivational speaker. I go and yeah. speak to teenagers and I pump them up. I'm, you know, like Oprah, like you get a car. You're yeah. Going insane. <laughs> But then I have moments where I kind of come home and I feel like I'm like coming off of just that drug and I'm home by myself. And I just, I, I, I can sense when the negative thoughts start trickling in of, well, Megan, you know, but your hair kind of look this, or I get that Mm -hmm. video back of me speaking and then I just start critiquing and judging. But that's so true because it's like, why don't we spend the time amping ourselves up? Yeah. I, it's yeah. It, Cause I feel like people think it comes off maybe like conceited or there's just so worried about what other people are going to think. And I'm like, who cares? Because you're the one that has to be with yourself every day. They don't have to be that way. Like they don't have yes. to be with you. So, you know, everyone's going to have an opinion no matter where you're at in your life. Like people are going to insert their opinions. I deal with it all the time. It's like, you can't say anything without somebody having to tell you their view on it so oh but I'm just saying you might as well just be happy with yourself mm-hmm. so it because that's gonna come in regardless that's so true and I mean I'm sure you've dealt with this too but I've dealt with so many just trolls on social media and people oh <laughs> I mean I've dealt with like creepy older guys I've dealt with the weird people who love to say your forehead's big you're pale mm-hmm. your arms and I'm like help <laughs> I like, are you a normal person? Are you, are you a normal person? I, I will never, ever understand people going to somebody's DMs that they don't even know and writing out a message that is hurtful or, you know, condescending, just negative, any sort of negativity to someone that they don't even know. Like I read some of these messages sometimes and I'm like, and it's, 
it's funny because a lot of people will send a message and they're like, oh, well, I'm not, but you know, but I love you though, or like this. And I'm like, but that's not anything that I would ever say to somebody that I love or that somebody that I admire, like I wouldn't write out that message. And I, I, I don't know. I just can't even imagine going to somebody that I don't even know and inserting my opinion, especially when it's negative. Like you can have an opinion. I'm never going to tell somebody that they can't, but do you really have to go out of your way to write it to just to make that person feel bad about themselves? I, I just, I don't, I don't get it. And I always respond to them and I go, how would you feel if someone sent you this message? Or if every time you posted something, someone commented back something negative about it, about what you just said, how would that make you feel? And a lot of the times people don't respond because I'm sure that they think about it and they're like, oh, I'm kind of an asshole. Right. And I mean, first of all, I'm like, the fact that you're following me, that fact that oh, you're, that's even worse. <laughs> you're liking my picture. Are you a fan? I mean, what, like you're taking the time to comment. So clearly you want my attention. So yeah. what's, what's going on here? <laughs> yeah. What do you, what do you want to accomplish from this? <laughs> I don't know. Trolls. Ew. I, um, anyways, I also would love to know, have you ever had in your whole career just being an athlete and playing in college and also all of your fitness, health, cooking with court and all. I love that. <laughs> um, have you ever had a moment where you felt like, you know, I've finally made it or just, you know, maybe you were playing soccer and a little girl asked for your autograph or something where you just had that connection with your younger self of, oh my gosh, I, my dreams, they're happening kind of right now. Um, I definitely would say when I came back to play soccer at UCLA and then that year that we won the national title, I, I feel like that was kind of a moment where I'm like everything that I've ever done, like everything that I've pushed myself to do, like has gotten me to this place. Uh, and I, I finally just felt like you know what, like, I deserve to be here. Like, Mm -hmm. I know I'm good enough to be here. And even like, we didn't win my senior year. But like, just going into that year, I felt like I was just at this kind of like this place where I was at this calm, like ease where I wasn't so hard on myself. I finally felt good enough. Like I finally, you know, I finally felt validated. And um, it was interesting, because then I was getting called, finally getting calls back from the U.S. Women's National Team, the U23s. I was like, all these opportunities were starting to come in for soccer, but I was kind of at a place where I'm like, you know what, this is kind of where I want it to end. Like, I, I want to end in a really like great place mm-hmm. in a great relationship. I always was the type where I'm like, I know I don't want to go pro. I just wanted to know that I could. And like, yeah. you know, when the draft was coming up, I saw where I was going and like, and, and then the U S women's national team was calling and I'm like, okay, this is great. I just needed all of this yeah. to know that I could do it, but I, I didn't really want to, I didn't love it enough to keep going, but yeah, that, but like winning that national title, I finally was like, yeah, this is, this was the moment that like really changed things for me. That's so incredible and good for you too. I love what you said about you just kind of knew, like you had that self-awareness and you just knew in your gut or in your heart, I don't want to go pro or you just, I love that you had that because I think it's easy, at least for me to get in this mindset of, 
you know, once I release another book, once it gets here, once it's kind of, you know, once, 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 but I'm like, you know, I want to be happy and proud now. Yeah. And I think, and I feel like I'm trying to carry that on into this next chapter of life. I, you know, everyone's always like, well, what do you want to do in the next five years? Like, what do you want to do after modeling? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, you know what? I'm, I'm really just trying to embrace like the, like the little successes that I get here and there with like the modeling or just like, even with like mental health and growth and just talking about it with others and opening up. That was really big for me sharing that on social media and like just working out and sharing my workouts and just helping others. I, I feel like everything has kind of turned. I don't feel like I'm ever going to have a, you made it moment. Like Mm -hmm. as far as like that goes in my next chapter, it's more like, I just want to help people. And you know, even if it's one person, like I think that's like my next motivation. And I feel like if I just take that with me in every chapter of life of wanting to like spread the wealth and like help others. Like I'm always going to feel satisfied with what I'm doing. Yes. And you for sure have helped more than one person, girl. (laughs) Your, your Instagram always inspires me. Thank you. All of your posts about whether it's a really good meal and it's like your, I love your pictures of your dinner meals and the food and just, I feel like you're, you're so real. Thank you. I mean, I, social media is so tough because I think when when it first started, it was so amazing because no one really knew what it was. So everyone was just kind of posting whatever the hell they wanted. Like yes. I was looking, I was thinking about all the stuff I used to post and I'm like, man, I still, I wish it was kind of like that now because now it's just so, everything's so perfect and people have apps where they can like put an order of what they want to post. They know what it looks like before it's on there. And I just feel like we've lost this authenticity and the, you know, just being genuine and real and everyone, you know, we're leading people kind of like in the wrong direction because they think like this is what they need to look like in order to yes. be happy or they need yes. to travel here to be happy or you know because everyone just is showing their highlight reels and I'm like come on like it's okay to show that you're having a bad day like it's okay to like just let people know that you're not feeling good and that you know there's other shit that's going on in your life like even though you want to show this photo where you look perfectly happy Oh my gosh. Yes. So true. So I also would love to know, Allie, if you could sit with your teen self or whatever age you felt that you were struggling and if you could tell her just anything, any piece of advice, what would you tell her? Oh, that's tough. I mean, I think just for me personally, I felt, I feel like my personality, I'm a cancer. I I don't know if you're into horoscopes at all, but I I am. (laughs) Okay. Cancers tend to be grudge holders. And that is something that I have really, really had to work on. Like it's just not holding on to things. And I wish I could tell my young self to just let it go. Like let it go has been my statement. Like, is it really worth holding on to for a couple hours, a couple days, a couple weeks, a couple months, like, is it worth it? Oh no, my gosh. probably not. Like it and perspective has been mm-hmm. a big thing. So I think I wish I could just tell my young self, like, it's fine. Just let it go because I would have had way less stress and anxiety yeah. if I had just done that when I was younger. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm a Scorpio too. Like I oh, water signs. <laughs> I relate to that. I've held on to stuff for years. Oh yeah. 
And it's just, but I've also really realized, you know, it, I'm the only person that it is hurting. Uh-huh. It's, I can't, you know, use my mind to like, just be like, you know, I hate, I hate you. Or two years ago, you said that one comment. It's like, it's okay to let it go. It doesn't mean you're weak. It's not, you know. Yeah. It, I mean, and I've, I've been with my boyfriend for six years now and he's like, and there's situations that happen. I'm like, Oh, it's fine. And he goes, what? It's fine. Like you're just here. What? Are you okay? And I feel like I'm I'm proud of you. And I'm yeah. like, I know I'm growing. I'm growing. I'm trying to just let it go. I'm not gonna hold on to that comment, even though I remember every single word you said and at what time of day and like keeping <laughs> a log. Like it's I it's so funny because people are like, Oh, I never said that or I never did that. And I'm like, no, you said that. Like, I'm not, like, I'm the person to remember every little detail. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love that. I would also love to know. So I love to ask all my guests just to pretend this is like a radio station and we have people calling in to ask questions. And let's say a teenager, young adult is calling in and they're saying, Allie, you know, I'm, I'm a, I'm an athlete. I want to go pro or I have this dream and I feel frustrated. I feel just maybe no one believes in me or I don't believe in myself and I have negative self-talk. What would your best advice be? Oh, um, I, cause I, my sister's 10 years apart from me. So I oh. feel like I, I still have these conversations and I, I guess the biggest thing that I wish that I had known that I know now is like, just like, communication like communication Mm. is so big like if there's somebody that is telling you that you're not good at something or you're not doing something go directly to that person and just have like hash out the conversation like I wish that I just sat down with the coaches and I was just like you know what like I don't I don't understand what you're trying to tell me. And yes. Is there another way that you can tell me this without trying to make me feel like beneath myself? Like I yes. just wish that I, I was more direct in my communication because I feel like at that age, you just, you're, you're too timid to, to talk to these coaches and to really understand what they're trying to say. And all exactly. you is the negative and then you go talk to everybody else about it. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, it just lasts for longer than it needs to. And I and I just feel like one-on-one conversations go on so much better if you just sit down, you know, hash it out, and you're just like, all right, how do I, how do we both get to a place where we're both happy with, like, with this conversation and where I know I can grow from it without holding resentment from what you're, how you're communicating to me. Yes. Oh my gosh, you are so mature. I mean, that's so <laughs> just, that's so wise to say because it is so true and. I fully understand that because once again, I personally, especially when I was a teen, I used to just take things so personally and like hold on to it and harbor it. And then, you know, make this little kind of check in my mind of that person's always going to be like that because they always did that. But I also hated confrontation. I would fear it because I would, I literally would be shaking thinking, of all the worst case scenario thoughts of this person's going to hate me. They're going to tell other people, you know, about me. And then those people are not going to like me, but it's so true what you said, where it's just, you have to talk to them and tell them how you feel. And there is such an appropriate way. 
on how to handle a conversation without, you know, taking low blows and without yeah. making someone feel something not, it's not even necessary. <laughs> yeah, no. And, and confrontation is so hard for so many people. I get it. It's easier for some people than others, but, and I get it's harder to have certain conversations than others. And what I've learned from sports and not being able to choose my teammates and my coaches and things mm -hmm. like that is I've had to learn how to communicate with different types of people. Mm. And some people communicate in a way that's more aggressive. And it also can kind of come off like they're attacking you, but really that's just like a, their personality. And like, you know, some people are a lot nicer and like go the softer approach. Like, so I've kind of learned to not take it so personally when mm -hmm. someone talks to me and just really try to like understand the message of what they're, how they're trying to communicate. But I mean, there, there, some people do cross a line and I feel like you do have to stand up for yourself when somebody is crossing that line of being hurtful rather than, you know, trying to be productive with what they're trying to communicate with you. Yes. But yeah. And so many girls, I feel like, especially younger girls just take all this crap from coaches. I mean, I had a coach when we went to the world cup at U 17s, he, his approach was very like, he thought he was a therapist, but he, like he oh. would bring, he, he would make us, <laughs> we would have to stand <laughs> facing each other, like with a partner and oh. we couldn't laugh. Like we were like, we were like this close and we, yeah. like, we had to look at each other. And if we laughed, like, <laughs> he would just like rip us to shreds and he would bring up people's home life and he would bring no up, way like, it had nothing to even do with soccer so I feel like I there's people like that that I wish I could go back and kind of be like you know piss off like why are like right. how is this like helpful to us at all like I feel like people are still probably traumatized from that situation but you know, these coaches have so much power and people feel so powerless and that they can't stand up to them. Yeah. Wish more girls stood up to their coaches if something wasn't communicated properly. That's so powerful. And I mean, that's insane that a coach would do that because I feel like that's totally misusing your role of authority in this mm -hmm. power. And I mean, I for sure felt ways in just being a female business owner. I'm 24. I started when I was literally 19 and I've, I've had so many situations where I, you know, start just kind of feeling so small and so uncomfortable. So I go back to, well, I'm a girl and I'm young. So, and this person's older or they have, you know, they have this title, so yeah. I can't speak up and it's just so hard. It's so hard though. Yeah. I mean, I, I, there's, you know, obviously there's situations where you can't just like go tell your boss to like F off and yeah. things like that. But <laughs> I do feel like there are a lot of times where you can stand up for yourself and you can have a voice and you can just like say something back to someone. And they're just so shocked. I remember I went to a yoga class one time and I brought in like my, my yoga bag and I didn't want to like go put it in a mm -hmm. locker because I didn't have a lock and it was just like my phone and my yeah. wallet, you know, sound was off the class was nowhere near full. Like there was probably like five feet of space between me and the next person. And this woman, like older woman comes over. I want to say she was probably like in her like forties, like fifties, like older than me. And she mm -hmm. um, was like, you know, there's lockers for that bag. Like, you know, <laughs> you can go like, and she walked over to my mat. Like she had to go out of her way to come over to me. And oh, I just looked no. at her and I go, is it really bothering you that much? And she was so taken aback 
that I had something to say. And I'm like, I just feel like she probably thought that there was this authority there since she was older yes, than me. Yeah. Tell me what to do. And I feel like most people would just sit there in silence and be like, oh, oh, sorry. Like, and I'm like, no, like you went out of your way to come at me and I'm going to stand up for myself. And wow. she, she was so caught off guard and she went back to her place didn't bother her whole practice. Like it didn't ruin her practice at all. And I, and it was one of those situations where I was so proud and I called my mom and I'm like, I did this. And she goes, good for you. Because a lot of the times people get in their car and then think about what they wanted to say to stand. Of course. Oh my gosh. No, good for, good for you. (laughs) I'm like, whoa, because it's so true. Because I mean, if you just, you know, say that, I feel like people are so taken back. Like, oh my gosh, maybe I did step out of my boundaries. Maybe that was uncalled for. And I do feel that even if you're nervous in the moment, it's so much better to just tell people how you feel rather Mm -hmm. than what you said, getting in your car, going home, and then you play out all these scenarios for, you know, like 10 days. (laughs) And it bothers you. And you're just like, Oh, I wish I just had that moment back. And I'm like, I don't want to wish I had these moments back. I want to take it in the moment and like, just you know, tell it like it is. I'm so sick of like looking back and being like, man, I wish I stood up for myself. I know those moments. I feel like it hurts you more. Just the, yeah, the coulda, woulda. What they even said, it bothers you that you just didn't stand up for yourself. <laughs> I know. Oh gosh. I've had too many moments of those. <laughs> um, okay, sweet. So I would love to get into rapid fire questions. These are Great. just super fun, goofy, just off the top of your head. Okay. So the first one is if you could be any type of junk food, what would you be? French fries. hundred percent. I, love, I yeah. love French fries. Like I feel like whenever I'm having a bad day, I always just want French fries and they just go perfectly with anything. Salad, pizza, burgers, like anything. Like it's Ooh. just uh, milkshakes. <laughs> different yes. Milkshakes, yes. Things. I could be a French fry. That's what I would want to be. <laughs> Do you have a favorite restaurant or t- like place to go? Uh, for French fries? Yes. Um, ooh. Well, like a burger place, bur- there, it's this new place called Burgers Never Say Die. And oh they gosh. are so like, it's literally like a better quality McDonald's kind of place. Like if I, if McDonald's first started out, like with their first shop, it's imagine how, that's how I imagine it tasting before mm-hmm. it became this huge chain. That place has bomb fries. Ooh, I'm going to write that down. <laughs> Do it. Oh my gosh. Um, second one is what is the most embarrassing thing that has ever happened to you when you were a teenager? Oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> I've actually told this story one time before and it was during, uh, Lou Lemon does like interviews before, like with their models yeah. like, before they choose to work with you. Cause they just want to get to know your personality. Mm-hmm. I can't believe I even told this story to them, but I mean, I'm more, I've been working with them the last couple of years. So oh my gosh. I didn't scare them. But anyway, so we're in high school and you know, I always loved hanging out with the boys and you know, there are these stairs like with the rail and you know, mm-hmm. I don't know if you ever remember being a kid and like sliding down them, or, yes. like, flip over them, like do like the whole circle underneath. And, yes. Anyways, I was with all the boys trying to act cool. And I started doing like the circle thing, like flipping up and down and mid air with my butt in the air. I just let out a huge fart. <laughs> no way. And 
Uh, we had this big quad where like everybody went to to like hang out and oh. I wouldn't they did not not let me live that down I walked into the quad later that day and everyone's like Allie farted like guys it was crazy she was doing no this way. she just let out a big fart and I was like this is honestly one of the worst days of my life. And as a teenage girl, like, that's so, you don't want boys to know that you fart. Like, that's the last thing no, you want. I would literally, know. like, shrivel up and just, like, blow up in the dust. I don't know. Oh, my God. It was – I'm still traumatized. I'm still traumatized from that. That's really oh, – those moments, I mean, it's just – those. Are, I feel the embarrassment now just of, like – Oh, my God. <laughs> it was the war. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um. And then the last rapid fire question is, what is the best piece of advice you have ever received? Ooh, that's (laughs) tough. Um, I think as I get older, this meaning becomes like, I guess, like I understand this meaning more and more and it's people tell you who they are, you just have to listen. And I think- when I first heard it, I was like, oh, yeah, 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 whatever. But as like I go through these new stages and, you know, you naturally lose friends or gain new friends, Yes. you know, and I really just started listening to people and how they communicate, how they communicate to others, how they communicate to me. And when you just, I feel like sometimes we're not always fully present when people are talking to us. No. And so I feel like we miss a lot of those red flags or, you know, and I just have started to try to become more present in conversations and listening to people, especially people that have been in my life that maybe shouldn't be still be in my life or are new people getting to know new people. But my mom told me that. And I think that that's just something that's always going to stick with me because it's always going, going to apply to my life. Oh my gosh. I love that. That's, that's so true because I think I mean, just the society that we live in today, we're so used to, we're already thinking about what we're going to say. You know, it's just like, we're not really listening and then responding naturally. It's just, okay, so I'm probably going to say, and then I'm okay. It's just, yeah. Yeah. I feel like people are always just like, they're always prepared. They're always wanting to be prepared and not caught off guard. And I'm like, but the genuine moments are lost if you aren't really truly being present. Yes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I love that. That's so amazing. So thank you so much, Allie. Oh, thank that you was... so much for having me. This was so much fun. I know. I love these kind of conversations. I could talk for like 400 hours straight. Of like, <laughs> tell me about, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> tell yeah. me about. Um, this was so amazing. So where can everyone find you on social media? So my main platform is Instagram and it's just Allie Courtnall, A-L-L-Y-C-O-U-R-T-N-A-L-L if you don't know how to spell Courtnall. Um, but yeah, that's my main platform that you can find me on. And right now during quarantine, we are doing a bunch of workout videos. So it's great twice a week on uh, Thursdays and Sundays. So if you want to yes. do live workouts. Seriously, everyone tune in because I've done some of the workouts. They are so (laughs) awesome. They're so fun. Kevin is such a great fitness trainer and he's been such a blessing during this whole time. Yes. So So true. Um, And do you have any fun upcoming projects that you want to tell everyone about? 
You know what? I, it's kind of crazy because, you know, some people are still able to work while quarantine's happening. And with modeling, all of my projects have kind of been put on hold. But mm-hmm. um, I'm really excited about a shoot that I have coming up. I can't really talk about the project <gasps> too much because it's a new, um, like, it's. I've never heard of anyone doing this before, but it has to do with fitness. So I'm yeah. very passionate about it. It's something that you can use while working out. So we're going to be shooting that once quarantine's over, but I'm How catered towards women mainly. So I'm super, super excited. I wish I could share more, but yeah, you know, that's a project that I, I can't wait for. I love, you know, being a part of the whole journey and process from the jump. The oh my gosh. That's so exciting. Yeah, How cool. I can't, I can't wait. I love that. So yes, thank you everyone thank for you. tuning in to Reaching New Heights podcast. And thank you, Allie, for being so open and honest and your story. Just once again, everything that you've accomplished is so remarkable. And thank you for just being such an open book because your story is going to inspire so many teenagers, young adults, people of all ages. And I'm just, thank you. No, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you so much. And as always, everyone, remember to always strive for more. Thank you guys so much. Thanks so much for tuning in. Feel free to leave a review and subscribe to this podcast. I want to leave you all with this. Everything is happening for you, not to you.